morning. I invite you to rise as you're able. We begin our worship this day by coming before God and each other with open hearts and honesty. We gather in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you, for all of us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. And all that is Christ is yours. Thanks be to God.
Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, judge eternal, you love justice and hate oppression, and you call us to share your zeal for truth. Give us courage to take our stand with all victims of bloodshed and greed, and following your servants and prophets, to look to the pioneers and perfecter of our faith, your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I invite you to be seated and for our kids to come forward at this time. <clears throat> Come on up if we got any young ones here today. Zoe. Oh, yeah, we got, we have some. Very cool. All right. Come on up. Come on up, guys. That's cool. Treasure. What comes to mind? What do you think of when you think of a treasure? What's a, what is a treasure? Liberation. What, what's a treasure? What's a treasure? Just what comes to mind? Treasure. A big chest. That's right. Yes. Um, and what's in the chest sometimes? 
What's in the chest? If there's a big treasure chest and you opened it up, what would you see inside maybe? Gold and jewels and stuff like that? That's right. Well, you know what we think about with treasure? We think sometimes about the stuff that's in mom and dad's wallet. Like, <laughs> like this. Can you see that? We got some treasure here, right? There's some treasure. There's some money. And different presidents. You know, I don't have the, the other kind of presidents. But anyway, so, so we, different presidents in our, in our billfold, our money. Now, Jesus says something today that's really exciting and really cool that I want to tell you. He says, where you put your treasure, that's where your heart is. Now, when we think about our heart, we sometimes think about what we believe, what we really love, what we're really into. And so if we put our treasure, our money, but you know what? I don't think treasure is just our money. Like, what's really important to us? Like, I know that today I think time, like what we do, what we spend our time with is our treasure, that what we do with that, that affects our heart. And we're going to talk about that today because that's something Jesus says to us that's really interesting. And you know what's also really cool? Is Jesus is going to say, you are his flock. You're like his sheep. And what does shepherds do? They take care of of the sheep and Jesus watches out for you he's watching out for you all the time because he's your shepherd so that's the other thing that Jesus is going to say today so it's sometimes pretty cool to know that I mean being a sheep is one thing but having a shepherd is an even greater thing and that's what Jesus is for us so let's pray thank you God for these children bless them with your love and grace and that they have a shepherd in Jesus name amen thank you guys A reading from the book of Genesis. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and he said, Look toward the heavens and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said, so shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. The word of the Lord. Thanks, God. A reading from the book of Hebrews. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made of things that are not visible. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out not knowing where he was going. By faith he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith he received power of procreation, even though he was too old and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered himself faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person, 
and this one as good as dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars of heaven and as innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on earth. For people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. The word of the Lord. Sitting at the stoplight, he can't be bothered by a heart cry written on the cardboard in her hands. Oh, but when she looks him in the eye, his heart is broken open wide, and he feels the hand of God reach out through him. As heaven touches earth, There's silence at the table He wants to talk but he's not able For all the shame that's locked him deep inside Oh, but her words are the medicine When she says they can begin again And forgiveness will set him free tonight As heaven touches earth kingdom come with every act of love we bring the kingdom come
The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourself that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to your Let us pray. Gracious God, let our worship today and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts keep our lamps burning and make us ready for all the ways you come to us each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. So a lot of talk today about faith. My goodness, Abraham's faith was reckoned to him as righteousness, innocence, perfection. The letter of Hebrews focuses in on faith. We talk a lot about faith in the church. It's by faith that we are justified. Or as Paul says in Ephesians, it's by faith that we are saved. So we talk a lot about faith, but really what is it? It's one of those words that maybe we just assume everyone knows what it is. The letter of Hebrews gives us a very clear um, definition of faith. Did you catch that in the first verse there of chapter 11? You can take it out and look at that if you want. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Now the Greek word there for assurance is hypostasis. It's really, it's interesting. It's one of those Greek words, assurance is a perfect English word to translate it, but it has so many nuances that one word in English just doesn't quite cut it. It's not our assurance, it's an assurance. It's a promise. It's a foundation of things hoped for. It's um, the basis of things hoped for. Hypostasis is like the, the foundation under, under being. Um, that's what the, those two words in Greek mean. So it's the foundation of things hoped for. So it's not just your own personal conviction about it or assurance. It's um, a promise given. And that's what's hoped for. So, of course, then we go to what's hoped for. Hope, of course, is something in the future. It's not something we see. The Apostle Paul's very clear about this. You know, it's hope is something that hasn't come about yet, but there's a promise there. So, faith, what is faith? Well, it's the assurance, it's the foundation, it's of what we're hoping for in the future. Okay, clear as milk, right? <laughs> then we go on. It is the conviction of things unseen. So it's almost like a repeat, almost, but different words. It's evidence, conviction. It's really the proof. Faith is the proof of things unseen. So it all comes back to this promise, to this hypostasis. 
What is that promise? Well, if you were to read the entire book of Hebrews, the, ele- the ten chapters before this, I can sum it up for you that that foundation, that promise, is what God did in Jesus Christ. It is God's action in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus himself says it's the Father's pleasure to give us the kingdom. Jesus gave us the kingdom in himself. He said, the kingdom of God is in your midst. When he was here and that kingdom that we pray for each and every day in the Lord's Prayer is what Jesus brought us in his life and most especially in his death and resurrection. He breaks the bonds of death and he is raised from the dead. So, faith is standing on these promises. I think there's a hymn about that too. Faith is the standing on these promises of things hoped for because what we saw happen in the death and resurrection of Jesus, we also have a hope that he'll come and he'll finish that kingdom someday. And we live in between the bringing of the kingdom and the finishing of it. And that's where we live in each and every day. That's the ground. That's the place of faith. That's why we're here today because we are hanging on, we're clinging to that foundation that God has put into our lives. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And so faith is moving out with that. There's a great story about Taylor Hudson, or sorry, Hudson Taylor. Uh, He was a famous missionary in China, and when he first went to China, he was in a sailing vessel. This was way back. No power motors then. And as they were sailing to China, you know, all those jagged islands that we sometimes see, Their sailing vessel hit a place of calm, and it was becalmed, and it was slowly drifting towards shore, and there was no place to, to, you know, safely, you know, anchor the boat, and they were surely going to hit the rocks, crash, and die. And so the captain came to Mr. Taylor um, and besought him, please, you're a missionary, pray for God's help, pray for God to intervene so we don't all die out here um, in this, this... Remote island. No one will ever know what happened to us. And the ca- um, and so the captain was pleading with, t- and Taylor said, "Well, <clears throat> I will not undertake to pray uh, for this vessel unless you prepare the sails." The captain said, "There's no wind. Why are we gonna?" Bring up the sails. I'm not going to look like a fool in front of my men. You don't put up the sails when there's no wind. You've got to wait till after the wind hits, and then you put up the sails. I'm not going to do this. And he says, well, I'm not going to pray unless you prepare the sails. And so the captain finally, in desperation, said, okay, I'll do it. The men thought the captain was nuts. And while engaged in prayer, there was a knock at the door of Taylor's stateroom. Who's there? It was the captain's voice responding. Are you still praying for the wind? Yes, said Taylor. Well, said the captain, you better stop praying. We have more wind than we can manage. (laughs) Faith is acting, living on the promise of things hoped for. Faith is both something that we have in our heart and something we believe in our minds, but it's also raising the sails. And so Jesus calls us to raise our sails by saying, fear not. Fear not. My little flock. It's the Father's kingdom to give you It's the Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Fear not. Raise your sails. Move out. Our world today is filled with fear. People sell products by fear. People get you to tune into the news by fear. People get ratings by making you freaked out and filling you with fear every day of your life. If you don't know that, you need to know That's how people get you to buy products. That's how people get you to watch TV. That's how people get you to do just about everything. 
And Jesus stands in the midst of it all and says, fear not, little flock. It's the Father's pleasure, joy. It's what the Father wants more than anything else is to give you the kingdom. How does, how does this happen? How does, this, how does he give us this kingdom? Well, we've already told you. The once-for-all self-revelation of God in Jesus Christ, not a revelation, not one that you can just put up with all the other different expressions of religion and different viewpoints human beings about have, have about God. But in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, God brought the kingdom and gave us the kingdom. And we have been brought into it in the faith of our baptism. We have been connected to Christ through his church and through word and sacrament. He gives us the kingdom. It's already happened. It's yours. It's a gift. It's complete. But it's not yet. <laughs> yes, we've got it. We've got the forgiveness of sins. We've got the promise of God's love. We've got his grace. It's there, but it's not quite yet. It's come, but and it's already here, but it's also not yet. Jesus will come again to make it complete. And so, yes, every day we wake up and we need to raise our sails even when it doesn't feel like there's any wind. Because we have that promise, that hypostasis right underneath us all the time, every day. So, what do we do? How do we raise those sails? I don't know about you, but I'd love to have more faith. How do we um, get more convicted? How do we have more of an assurance every day in our lives? Well, Jesus gave us the key. Not only did he give us the kingdom, but then he turns around after saying that it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. He says, where you put your treasure, that's where your heart is. Is going to be. Now, this is a fascinating thing. The heart we talk about is the seat of our emotions, our commitment. In the, in the Bible, the heart is really the seat of belief. Remember when Paul says, if you believe with your and confess with your, you shall be saved. If you believe with your heart. Okay, so. I run into people all the time that their faith is flagging, they're struggling. I have that experience. I even run to some people who say, I want to love God more. I want to believe in God more. I'm trying to believe. And that's fantastic. So what do we do? You've heard the promise. You've heard the promise of the kingdom. What do we do now? Well, Jesus tells us. He says, where you put your treasure, that's where your heart's going to be. Now, this is opposite of our culture, isn't it? What do you hear most of all in pretty much every movie, whether it's DreamWorks or Disneyland or whoever's producing it? Follow your, follow your, follow your, I mean, it's over and over and over. And I, maybe that's okay, but I got some concerns about that because where you put your treasures, where your heart is. What happens if you're putting your treasure in the wrong spot and you're following your heart? Um, it also seems to indicate that we have no control over what we love and what we believe in and what we hope for and what we want with all of our heart. Like we're just kind of governed by our heart. Whether, you know, so, but Jesus seems to say what you love, what you believe in, what you're passionate about, you can control by where you put your treasure. And in fact, that is faith. Faith is raising our sails is where you put your treasure. Where you put your treasure. So follow your heart? No. First set your heart. Then you can follow your heart. <laughs> you want to have a bigger heart for service? Start serving. Put some time there. You want to have a greater love for those in need and the poor and the suffering? 
head down to Benedict House and make a meal. Head down to the soup kitchen and volunteer some time. Spend some time with people who are struggling. We've got our lovely feeding program this summer on Thursdays. We've got, you know, all those love and action things. As you spend some time there, as you put your heart there, you're going to want to love to do that. I mean, I love the mission trips when I hear the kids get with people and serve and, and, and be with them. And they start to love. They want to do that. You want to you fire up your worship life? <laughs> Why don't you jump onto one of those podcasts and learn about every little thing we do in worship and why we do it because they're there on our website. So it's not just one thing after another, but you actually know why we do what we do. And you want to really love worship? Say, I'm going to be in church every Sunday for the next six months. <laughs> or maybe every, I don't know, whatever. You, you know, make a, little, make a little incremental growth step. I don't know, whatever, however you want to do it. You want to love reading the Bible and Scripture? Get in there and start reading it every day. And when you run into passages you don't know, you just say, God, help me, and move on. Don't say, oh, I don't understand it, so I'm going to put it away. Forget it. The people I know who love the Scripture, they just get in there and they read and they read and they read. And the more they read, the more they love it. And the more they love it, the more they read. And the more they read, the more they love it. You see how it goes. Where you put your treasure, that's where your heart is. One person, or I heard of a pastor who was asked, you know, by a parishioner, I want to love God more. And the pastor had nothing to say. I was like, I've never had somebody ask me that. About two weeks later, he realized what he should have said is give God more. You want to love God more? Give God more. You see, if you're trying to believe wherever you're at in your faith journey, jump in. Faith is not all of a sudden I've got it 100% and then, you know, now I'll go. No, get in and start being there. And maybe you've got enough faith to say, I'm going to come to the waters of baptism and I'm going to be connected to Christ and I'm going to get in there and I'm going to keep working. I'm trying to believe. I'm going to come to the supper. I'm going to receive the meal. You know, I'm, that's where you put your treasure. That's where your heart is. Isn't it awesome that God has given us the kingdom? He's put us in the boat and the sails are there to move out in faith. But indeed, Jesus acknowledges where you put your treasure, that's where your heart is. So folks, let's raise the sail. Let's raise the sail. Let's keep worshiping. Let's keep loving. Let's keep coming to the supper. And our heart, then, then indeed, we can follow our hearts. For it is indeed this faith that grants us the kingdom and is a gift from God. Thank you. Indeed, gracious God.
Together, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let us pray and offer up our prayers for all people everywhere, for all according to their need. Lord God, amidst our questions and struggles and doubts, keep us mindful of the amazing privilege we have in sharing the good news of your Son, Jesus. Grant us opportunity to share our faith in words and actions. Help us to connect to you more deeply in our lives, that we may be ready to connect others to you. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, bring the good news of your healing to our world. Let those who mourn find comfort, especially those who continue to reel from shootings in Ohio and Texas. Strengthen those recovering from natural disasters and those who help. Encourage peace in leaders around the world and in our own nation. Lord, in your mercy. Spirit of God, while we may hold our own passionate social and political positions, let us hold forward your love of diversity. Let our words and actions follow your love of all life. Let our breath match you in its life-giving grace toward others in our families, workplaces, social media, and everywhere else. Lord, in your mercy. Loving God, we pray for many who are recovering today. We pray for Hilma Bridges and Clara Barr. For Carol Maddox, Karen McNamara, and Ross Franklin. For Sylvia Byron and for George Steele. We also pray for Deb Marsh as she mourns the loss of her aunt Jerry. And we pray for Randy Fossum as he recovers from and is in rehab now for a broken leg. God, we also lift up many before you who are facing cancer. For Jewel Linder, Priscilla Madden, for Elizabeth Damaheide, Linda Moran, Angela Dice, Gary Ludwig, Dave Ryan, Gail Crenshaw, Jim McKelvey, Ron Maddox, Kathy Schaefer, and Carol Wales. And we lift up those who are deployed and for their families here at home. We pray for Rebecca and Eric and Megan, Jared, Andrew, David, and others. And we continue to pray for many and hold them in your care. Lord, in your mercy. For whom else and what else do the people of God pray this day? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we command all for whom we pray, both the places and the people, trusting in the mercy and love and grace that you have shown, the hope you have given. In Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Please share that peace with one another. As you uh, share peace with each other and we share some community time with one another, I want to invite you to pass the friendship booklets along the way. Uh, If you are a a guest of ours today, it's a great place to note uh, an address or email uh, so we can just thank you for being here with us in worship today and and begin to make that connection. 
Um, lots of information, of course, again, in your beacon. Lots of ways to connect and to minister and to be connected, um, as well as the ministry card where you can share um, uh, your involvement or prayer concerns that you might have. I do want to lift out uh, a couple of things today. The first one is that our neighborhood barbecue is coming up this week already. Gosh, it's, uh, August always seems to be the fastest month of the year, doesn't it? Um, but uh, that's coming up this weekend, and it's a great way to connect with our community. starts at 5 p.m. There's still ways to help, so engage in that. You can see it right there. It says Neighborhood Barbecue right there in your beacon on the back page. And, um, and anyway, great ways to, uh, to connect, to just to kind of mingle with folks, um, to be like our kids were this summer. Just, just show up. That's 90% of it. Just show up and see what happens. See what the Spirit brings in that encounter, in that interaction. So... Be invited to that for sure. And then note about the men's retreat. Men's retreat. You can still go if you haven't signed up. There's still room. And the way we've got housing set up this year, it's not a problem for you to jump in at this point. You can register online. Um, looks like there may be a group who goes golfing, fishing, hiking, hanging out, reading books. This beautiful lodge, the refuge on the other side of Hood Canal. Um, and then we're doing our own food this year. So... Um, the other part of the message is, guys that have signed up, please check your email and respond to that email. I need you to do that if you haven't done that. It's helpful because we're getting some things squared away this week. So with that, there you go. It's going to be a great weekend next weekend. Let me translate that. Meet, smoke, fun. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Well, want to welcome any, of the, uh, any who may be guests of ours today. If you'd like to be introduced or introduce yourself, we'd welcome that at this time. So anybody? Yes, please. Oh, three generations, huh? Wow, welcome to you from Indiana. All right, anyone else you can welcome today? With that, then we continue our worship with our pledges and offerings.
us pray. God of mercy and grace, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through the great shepherd of your flock, our Savior Jesus Christ, who after his resurrection sent forth the apostles to preach the gospel and teach all nations and promised to be with them even to the end of the age. And so with those apostles and with Paul as well and with all who are gathered here today, the glorious company of the apostles with the choirs of angels and all the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending song. Remember now how in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your love as you have taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Christ has come to us in this meal and all of his gifts are ready. I invite you to be seated and come forward as you're invited to the table.
us the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ truly strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit, that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world, and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and with mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. serve the Lord.